Felix Rosenquist. We are sitting here in the very first Day at Indy podcast for the 2019 month of May, brought to us by Cooper Tires, something that you raced on in Indy Lights, and the Justice Brothers. I don't know if there's a great galactic decision that was made here. I know that a young rookie from another team was possibly going to be on the podcast today. Their team decided he couldn't be available, which was kind of funny. And before they told me that, I reached out to your man, Kelby Krause from Chip Ganassi Racing and said, let's get, let's get Felix lined up. Not saying the podcast has anything to do with your pole position. I'm just saying it feels like the right guy got it. Tell us about this lap, man. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, it, it was a tough qualifying. That was one of the toughest qualifyings I've done because I don't know if, if you looked at the lap times during, during the session, but it, it was like every time I passed, I would be P1 or P2. And then you'd come around and you'd be P6. Yeah, or P7 or P8. And it was like that all the time. So my last lap was always, in every run, it was the one that got me through. Uh, otherwise, I would not have been through. Even in the Firestone Fast 6, the last lap got me from, I think, P6 to P1. So, yeah, it just takes a lot of mental calm. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you have to be... You have to be a bit of an Iceman out there to, to just, you know, trust yourself, trust the car, you know, focus, don't get distracted by by anything. And, uh, yeah, make good laps, but, you know, you also cannot do mistakes. Like, today you couldn't make mistakes. Like, one lock up and you would be out of it. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was tough, and I'm happy the hard work paid off. And, you know, also having Scotty there on the, on the, on the second, second position is amazing, you know. It's a, it's a good feeling going into turn one tomorrow. Share with us, if you would, Felix, heard from a lot of drivers on the exact point you made about just a razor's edge of margin uh, of either being perfect and fast or a wheel off, a lock, something on the grass. What, what, what would you say that was being caused by? Was it one thing, the cool ambient? Is it new tire compound? I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting because it's tighter here than it's ever been this year. Uh, I find that the cooler temperatures allows you to drive the tire through the wi- through a wider window. So, like, let's say you come in a bit hot in the corner and you add a bit more lock, like the tire still hangs on, whilst, like, when it's hotter, it would just give up and you would have, like, aborted the corner or you, you would have made a mistake, basically. So, so everyone is allowed to, like, push so hard because uh, the tire can do it. But then still, like when the tire, like when the grip goes, it goes even more because you're pushing it so hard. Like you're throwing in the car so quick that you know, at some point when it breaks, it's gonna break hard. Uh, yeah, so it's just about you know sniffing on that edge and uh, being there all the time. And it's, uh, I think it's also about making your car. That's something I learned this year. Like making your car not the quickest, but the way you can drive it at 99% every lap and that's why I could today and that, that's something really new for me uh, this year that uh, yeah learning from learning from the best and uh, learning from your mistakes let's talk a little bit about this relationship you have developed with your crew uh, whether it's your crew chief Ricky Davis who's just the best Julian Robertson the big brain at Ganassi that's been around forever I, I think folks should know you've done enough racing despite despite still being a young guy you've had to learn to work with a lot of new people rapidly in a lot of championships do you think that has played a role here in your ability to be right there with this team with new folks who really don't maybe fully know yet 
Uh, yeah, good point. Uh, yeah, it's been a lot of new faces the last three years for me. Um, new faces in Japan and in Spain, in England, in in the US. So, uh, uh, but I th- I've found that you know the good thing here has been that everyone in this team has really they really believes in me because I think when Chip picks a driver, automatically everyone in the crew believes in that driver uh, it's not like you have to prove massively to to gain everyone's expect obviously like the first test you have to make sure you're not two seconds guy? off your teammate but uh, once you've shown that you're within tenths and not seconds you know I, I think you have the full support and uh, yeah it's, it's a fun group of characters like it takes time to get to know people obviously but now we've been here for almost half a half a year and I've known everyone from before as well and uh yeah, it's a it's a tight group, and and this group have been there for a long time. Uh, that that's the the really cool thing that you know everyone on the ten car crew except me are basically been there. Yeah, since I was like ten years old. <laughs> since I was three years old. Yeah, especially Julian, as you mentioned, he's been he's been the chief engineer in our team for I think around thirty years. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it, it, it's always something to learn, and I think they appreciate the new you know breeze of fresh air uh, that i bring as well because there's been some things that i brought and contributed obviously uh, but obviously obviously i'm probably the one learning the most still so i think he just said kelby that scott's kind of old and worn out and people are sick of him i thought i'm reading into things here a little bit felix So obviously you were out there driving your behind off, focusing on your job. When you're pulling in, looking at the scoring pylon at the end of the fast six or qualifying in general, give us your thoughts on looking up and seeing not only you as a rookie on pole, Jack Harvey P3, right? Great for him and the the Meyer Shank racing team. Colton Herta P4, Ed Jones, again, another young driver. We've been trying not to oversell this thing this year, but... You damn rookies are letting the, the vets know you're coming for their lunch. Yeah, uh, I mean, to be honest, today it felt like almost everyone could have been, you know, in the fast six. But uh, yeah, it, it, it was really cool to see. I mean, Jack is a good buddy of mine, so yeah, good to see him up there. I know how how hard he works, you know, to, to get this thing going, and and he doesn't even do the full season. So I mean, to be third in qualifying and in the Firestone Fast 6 that's amazing for him uh, and, and Ed and Colton and yeah as you say it's a lot of young guys up there obviously Scott being in the middle there like always uh, uh, yeah it's a, it's a strong I think honestly like rookie or not it's a strong field through straight through I mean there's no there's no bad drivers in IndyCar for sure Share some thoughts, if you would, Felix, about tomorrow. We've heard there's the potential of rain. We're not exactly sure what we're going to have for weather conditions. This is going to be your first time blasting down this crazy long straight backwards into turn one. You've probably seen footage of people making asses out of themselves. Turn one, lap one. It's a lot of stuff to consider. What's going through your mind approach-wise, at least? Yeah, I mean, I, I think a big part of it is talking to, as I said, the guys who've been here for a while, how you approach a start like that. Uh, obviously, you have to make a mark somewhere where you want to give it a gas. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, I have Scott next to me, and that's a big comfort going into turn one. Uh, yeah, this this 
specific turn one has had some history definitely of some t-bone action um we'll save the t-bones for dinner definitely yeah (laughs) i mean it's always a tough one and being front row with scott next to me it's not going to be it's not going to be any better way of of, you know starting the race so i i try to see it on a positive side and it's going to get difficult anyway so you just have to get ready for you know someone having a massive draft or someone breaking late you know there's a big variety of things that can happen down there let's close on a question or two that folks sent in michael goodyear asks looking back to the origins of the current chip ganassi racing team we've got scott dixon as an indy lights champion you as an indy lights front runner and race winner as well michael's curious how your time in indy lights with the Bellardi racing team uh, not only came about, but how do you think that might have helped you coming back here doing some things that you're familiar with? Yeah, uh, I mean, that, that was uh, it was kind of a critical point in my career because I, I was out of a seat. Uh, I didn't have anywhere to go. Uh, I had a couple of, you know, deals going that I, w- I, I didn't think were good enough to for being the Formula 3 European champion. And uh, the whole... Uh, Bellardi thing came along and it was Brian Bellardi who, who who talked with my manager and you know he was he was able to to offer something pretty good and uh, yeah we you know we we went for it and I, I had a, a program in as a reserve driver in DTM and GT driver with Mercedes at the time uh, so we I didn't do all the races but uh, I, I'm really happy I did that because if I didn't do that I wouldn't be in IndyCar today uh, so yeah that's a still a big thanks to Brian because He's the one who introduced me to, to the American scene. And um, I think also what I learned there was the culture, the American culture, which, which is very different to what I'm used to. So Have you accepted our craziness yet? Uh, not yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. It's going to take a couple <laughs> years, son. You're all good there. Well, we're obviously glad to have you. We're obviously glad to see you achieving the things now early on that we knew you're, that wasn't a question. Anyone that's followed your career knew that these kinds of things were going to happen and it probably wasn't going to take too long. Another question here to close comes in from driver connection, wondering whether the IMS road course or oval you would consider to be the most challenging or difficult and why? I mean, the, the, the oval is always going to be, I mean, I think it's the most challenging track in the world. I mean, I've only done like 100 laps, and and still I say that. You know, I've, I've driven on Macau, which is a very tough challenge. But still in Macau, like if you're in the lead, you know you're going to, you know, you're not going to finish 10th. I mean, as long as you don't crash. But at the 500, like if if you have a good car in the beginning and then, you know, things start happening, you, you get out of shape... I mean, you you can go from first to last. You you can you can drop down the order big time, and we've seen that happen so many times. Or you you can get something going going into your radiator. You can get someone some lapped guy, you know, cutting across. And I mean, there's just a million things that can happen in that race, and that's that's the the beauty of it. But I, I think as a race, as a month you would call it you know it, 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 that has to be the most difficult one for sure I mean th- this is a tough one as well but I mean it's nothing I mean we have tougher races than the Indy Road course we have you know Long Beach and Laguna and all those you know the corkscrew and what have you so uh, yeah I, th- I think it's tough but it's not it's not crazy track in that sense 
We'll see you here in about 24 hours, my man, whether you're right back in that seat. We're talking about your race win. Felix, congratulations on the poll and look forward to seeing how tomorrow goes for you. Thanks, Marshall. And up next is a quick conversation with Pato Award. Walking through Gasoline Alley, saw our pal and said, hey, this Red Bull Junior program, what can you tell us? So some insights there, no real top secret things. I don't know if he knows any of the top secret plans they might have for him or if he's having to keep those things to himself, but wanted to catch up with him briefly. So we'll roll into that right now, and then we will close for our very first day at Indy here on a balmy, overcast, not super happy May 10th in Indianapolis. Mr. Award, I wasn't expecting to see you here, but I don't know if you saw some news on the internet, but some kid that has a name a lot like yours apparently became a Red Bull Junior driver. What can you tell us about this? How did it come together? Yeah, I, I, I saw that yesterday on the uh, on the news. Um, I'm I'm excited for him. Um, no, I mean I'm I'm. It's a huge opportunity for my career. Um, there's honestly nothing concrete yet of of what my future may look like. Um, but you know, obviously, you know, we're talking about two of the best series in the world, uh, Formula One, and and I'm in IndyCar right now. So I'm I'm really privileged to be in in the position that I'm in. Um, and I'm just looking forward to, to what the pieces fall into in, in the future. Right now, as I said, there's, there's nothing concrete, so I can't, I can't say I'm leaving. I can't say I'm staying because I'd be lying both ways. Um, but, but I just, you know, I, I wanna, I wanna continue doing a really good job in IndyCar. Um, I wanna get, get the results that I feel like we, we deserve. Uh, we've been putting a lot of hard work. Uh, the Carlin boys. Have been have been really really you know working hard and trying to finesse everything that that we've just been missing a little bit, um, and we've been all you know working hard and we're all looking forward to this to this big uh, to this big push you know so we 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 are looking for some for some good races ahead, um, but you know as in as in me and. In, a, in another series or, or something, I, I don't know yet because I just, I would be lying if I, if I told you what I knew I was going to do. <laughs> so you're wearing a Red Bull hat right now, a Red Bull jacket. I like that. I might have to see if I can get one of my size. Do they make quadruple extra fat? Um, <laughs> looking at what folks are saying or thinking or hoping, at least so far, just in the last 24 hours, it's, oh, so Toro Rosso for sure, and he's going to be teammates with this person or that person do you allow yourself to start thinking do you just wait to hear from dr marco i mean it, you it feels like you're in an interesting place where you know something could happen but you you've committed to not knowing exactly what yeah so like i'm in a position I, I, i'm in a position where something you know something really really big can come up and and it can really really help my career um, to be associated with such a strong and successful team like Red Bull is is huge. Just not not just for me, but for any driver. And to have um, and to have their support is 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 really big. So um, I feel really privileged, and I and I'm and I'm and I'm proud of myself that I've gone to this point. Um, and you know, I'm just I'm trying to continue as as the pot that I've always been. You know, I I want to have fun. Because uh, if you if you're doing this and you're not having fun, then why are you doing this? You know the whole point is for you to have fun, 
Uh, but obviously, you know, give results. Um, I'm a driver that likes to win. I don't like to be in the back. Um, you know, it's it. it that's what. That's why we do this. You know, and and Red Bull, the Red Bull guys are winners. They like to win. They like to perform. Um, and I feel like my my way of doing things fit, fits right in. So um, I'm I'm excited to see what the future holds for me. Uh, but as of now, I have. I really have no idea what exactly is going to happen in the near future, uh, but but I think I think some some good things you know might be heading my way, which which I really hope so because this year has been a roller coaster so far. I know you got to run here, Pato. Let's close with this. Don't know exactly what your future is going to be. We know we're going to have you in IndyCar for the rest of the year. Knowing that the Red Bull Junior Driver Program tends to be one that is very heavy in terms of development. Put you in this car here, test test drive, simulator, who knows what kind of stuff. Have you at least looked at your calendar to say if those things were to come at you, you might be able to fit that into your Carlin obligations at IndyCar? I think I think I will because with with the with the minor schedule changes that I might have in the future, um, there are some openings where 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 I might, you know, have to 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 be over there and, you know, work with with the sim or, or those kind of things. Haven't gone a schedule yet. Um, but I'm I've, I'm, for, I'm, I have, I have, I have some, some, how do you say, some spaces. I do have some spaces available. Uh, for example, in August, um, I've got some spaces in in June. Um, July is, is decently packed, but June and August are, are, are pretty open for me to be able to do uh, whatever Red Bull may require me to do. So um, I'm obviously, you know, open, open to to helping them in any way that I can. Uh, we'll, we'll just have to see what how it plans out because I, uh, as of right now, I have all the IndyCar stuff, and then you know just waiting to see if if I'm gonna have some additions to my to my racing calendar. Have you digested the fact that this Friday a year ago you were preparing to qualify for an Indy Lights race? Today you're actually thinking about a future that might include some pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, it's. The, like I like I said, the past few months have been, you know, it's racing goes from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows, and I've gotten a taste of that the past like six months to you know what potentially could be one of the highest of highs, and I was at a point at the lowest of lows. So um, I've just been everywhere, but I think it just it helps you mature as a kid. Um, I feel like I got exposed to a lot of things, um, and I'm, I'm just looking forward to growing, and, and let's see what, what else heads my way, right? And that was Felix Rosenquist, your pole setter from the Chip Ganassi Racing Team in the number 10 NTT Data Honda. Awesome for young Felix. We will see how he does tomorrow. And also then closing with our man Pato Award. Not quite as happy in qualifying, P20, but nonetheless, he clearly has some big things on the horizon no news as to where he's going in 2020 i will just say that having read something from my racer.com colleague chris medland full-time formula one reporter who spoke with some of the team principals involved with red bull racing and toro rosso did put a column together here that says pato is in line for becoming a reserve driver and test driver possibly for toro rosso quickly And could that turn into a race seat next year? Very possibly, I would say. 
So looks like big things are coming for Pato. Not exactly sure what the rest of his year is going to look like, as he mentioned, but how phenomenal is it to think that the 2018 Indy Lights champion has been signed to a very important career-changing contract that could have him in Formula One much sooner than anyone might expect. Know that I read a couple things, some comments from folks saying, well, I wonder if they're going to move him into Formula Two. Would say that anything that would allow him to learn a lot of the tracks in Europe that he might be racing on in Formula One would be a very smart play. Would also just mention that Pato won our equivalent of the Formula Two championship. So from a training standpoint, sending him through that same level again, not exactly sure that is what a Red Bull or Toro Rosso might be eyeing with him. But nonetheless, it's going to be fascinating to learn more as Red Bull and Toro Rosso make those plans known, hopefully here in the near future. All right, this is the very first day at Indy for the 2019 month of May. Here we are, May 10th. Look forward to speaking to you tomorrow, May 11th, after the Indy Grand Prix. I'm Marshall Pruitt. This is a Marshall Pruitt podcast brought to you by Cooper Tires and the Justice Brothers. Thank you for listening.